Round one. Fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome everyone to the 300th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and those sexy, sexy audio legends over at Audio Technica. Go get some headphones, microphones, gaming headsets, you name it. It is all there, audio-technica.com. I'm an extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan 8Bits. And joining me today, as is tradition on the THG podcast journey, my podcast rather die, the Stelios, my Dilios. You can find her on them socials at Miss Ali Hart. Miss Ali Hart, how the bloody hell are you? Happy 300, Brendan. Happy 300. It doesn't feel like a day over 221 today, does it, Miss Hart? It's wild. Like these uh, these numbers, like we save them at the start of every episode and then after a while we kind of start going like, oh, like it's getting a little little up there. Um, but 300, we made it. We did make it. And um, it's, it. it's funny. It's funny, listeners. We've been sort of brainstorming and scheming and, and planning of what to do with this episode for quite a while. Obviously, we know how numbers work and, and where they eventually get to. So we sort of we started talking, Sometimes. you know, roughly here or there from, you know, 290 upwards, throwing ideas around and we came up with many and uh, many of those ideas have since been shelved or binned or forgotten about. So uh, we're just going to have a bit of fun with this one. I figure we've been here doing this for, you know, 299 mainline THG episodes before this, as well as a whole host of offshoots that sit on this RSS feed. But we thought, you know what, let's... Let's enjoy ourselves and, uh, you know, try and talk anything but games today. So we're going to do our best to avoid gaming discussion. We're not doing any news. We're not doing any reviews or impressions of stuff we've been playing. It's going to have a bit of fun. We're going to take it easy here. We're going to peel back the curtain and, and just talk life and uh, have, have a good time with it. Isn't that right, Miss Hart? Yeah, 300 like episodes. Some of you have probably been here from the very start. Some of you might be new. Some of you might be turning this episode on for the very first time. Um, welcome. This is not this is not normal. Um, but um, figure it really that is. It, it really, <laughs> true. Off the rails, yes. But we figure like you know let's 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 get to know each other again. Like let's 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 find out more about than just gaming and stuff let's let's get to know each other and hopefully listeners get to learn maybe a little bit more about us and uh yeah get find out some weird stuff i guess get get to the get to the odd stuff although i don't think our listeners will be surprised i don't think anything will shock them at this stage We'll try our best today to uh, to shock the <laughs> listeners as much as we can. Um, will that be something we'll regret later? Maybe. Who knows? Possibly, but, yes. uh, Yeah. So, so yeah, as, as I said, we're not going to be doing any games. We're not going to be talking about what we've been doing. No surprise. It's probably mostly Fortnite and Destiny talk and anime talk anyway. But uh, do we want to peel back the curtain a little bit and th- like throw out some of the ideas we were, were sort of dabbling or toying with initially as far as some <laughs> concepts for episode 300? I mean, this is probably a really good way to uh, put the finger on the pulse to find out exactly whether the listeners would have been about it or not. So Yeah. 
That's very true. So, so one of the ones that uh, we thought of, we were going to do a full table read of the movie 300. Uh, not really sure if we were going to try and like tackle the entire cast just between the two of us. We were talking about maybe bringing in other people to handle certain characters. And maybe this is something we could play with down the line, but uh, there was just a lot of moving parts there. Yes. And uh, yeah, this sadly, this is not Sparta. This is just the Hungry HQ. So uh, we parked that idea for now. Yeah, there is a still a giant hole that we kick people into every now and then. That's so. very true. So, yeah, watch yourselves. Uh, we thought about doing an episode that was only going to run for around 300 seconds. Uh, don't know Which what is. would fit into that. But uh, <laughs> who knows? Maybe this is still the episode because we've got a, about a minute or so to go. So let's see what happens after six minutes. If this mm. episode ends abruptly, you know now that the cat is out of the bag. Uh, we're going to do like another table read. We're going to go back to our roots and also our, our fandom and, and do a, a Law and Order SVU yes. inspired episode <laughs> where we could be Benson and Stabler. That could have mm-hmm. been something fun as well, and that could still happen down the line. Uh, it's it, the the pr- problem is is that the the the, <laughs> the source material isn't the most uplifting. <laughs> it's, it gets pretty dark, so. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be a very, very dread-induced episode. Uh, there wouldn't be many high fives and laughs. There'd just be a lot of uh, death and, and potential uh, questionable motives going on with some of the uh, the villains that we'd be trying to tackle. That would we would we like um, gender bend that, and you'd you'd play Stabler and I'd play Benson. Is that how we'd roll that? You reckon? Yeah, I'll, I'll punch a table or two. <laughs> You're out of line. <laughs> Shout out to those legends. We were going to do like a, a parody and, and look at potentially just making like a whole episode about fake news as well. So we do yeah. like news and headlines from, from out in the internet that didn't really exist and, and unpack that as as uh, media professionals like to do and we do here on the episode that, uh, you know, these are things that we could still weave in into future, but we just didn't really land on anything today and we didn't want to be stressed. Like I know 300 is a milestone. It's, it's a lot of episodes we've got in the, in the can here, but we wanted to have some fun with it. So we thought let's just look inwards. And instead we're going to be just tackling a whole host of our top three base questions here that we've sort of scoured the internet for just to sort of, as, as Ms. Hart touched on, give you a little bit more of an insight onto ourselves uh, from a broader lens. We're not talking games. There'll be you know, some pop culture bleed with some of these questions, but yeah, there's no video game discussion here or is there, but uh, Miss Hart, what do you reckon? Should we jump in and start tackling a few of these top threes? Cause we've only got, Oh, it's over. No, it's oh, over oh, 300 right. seconds. So we're live. Well, it was nice chatting. We're out. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Later. What do you reckon? Shall we jump on in? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. So, not video game related. The first one is definitely not from that realm. And Miss Hart, I'd like to know your top three ice cream flavors. We're going to start it off. If we're not going to be the hungry gamers and talk about gaming, we will talk about food. Always. Mm-hmm. Uh, top three ice cream flavors. I, I'm not doing it in any specific order, but just um, uh, coffee, uh, brown sugar, and uh, cookie dough. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I am... Um Coffee can be a bit of a divisive ice cream. It flavor. can be. It can be. <laughs> so can cookie dough. Sometimes, yeah. like you like think you're getting like a cookie dough um, ice cream, but it's just pieces of cookie, and that's, that's just when disappointing. I, I don't mind when there's actual cookie dough pieces in there. Oh, I hate. Oh, I like, like cookie batter. dough, but yeah. it's like people actually sticking like cookies in there. Oh, get out like, of here! Yeah, no, that's this is a completely different ice cream. I've been bamboozled once, and uh, I have not let that like live down. Like I've inspected ice cream since then making sure i'm getting what i'm promised 
But um, before yeah. before I um I share my my flavors. Uh, when you go to an ice cream shop, are you one of the people that will ask for samples? No, you know they give you little itty bitty spoons and you can try them. No, I I don't I I like I respect like how useful that is for people, but I feel like. I don't know. I have this horrible thing about like inconveniencing people, so I don't want to be that person. <laughs> I know they offer it. I know that they're like it's the whole part of the process, but no, I'll just gamble. Yeah, like I'll, I'll gamble with flavors I know of. Like if mm-hmm. it's you know you know what a salted caramel is going to be or something yeah. like that. But if there is something a little left of center, now I'll get them to get those little baby spoons out and uh, or little shovels almost and get them to give me a sampler because I want to want to make sure I'm not disappointed. There's nothing worse than buying a tasty treat and it being shit. Yeah, especially like when you're in like a dieting phase and you're like, this is my treat and then you really mess it up and you get sad and next thing you know, you go out and you buy just an entire tub of an ice cream that you like and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. Just happens. It yeah, just happens. I'm um, sure it happens to someone. It happens to me quite often, actually, but uh, that's just just how I live my life. One pint at a time, I guess they'd say in America. They don't really call them pints over here. No. But uh, top three, in no particular order. I'm, I'm a bit of a sucker for boysenberry. Love oh, me some shit. boysenberry ice cream. Love Throwing that sort of free fruit swirl. In <laughs> Getting healthy. What's it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, that's that's how I eat the pint of, of ice cream. I get the boysenberry, so it's, I feel less guilty. Um, Hokey Pokey is probably the goat for me. Oh, my goodness. I completely forgot about Hokey Pokey. I used to love that as a kid. Mm-hmm. I still love it now as a uh, 30-something male, that's for sure. That honeycomb swirled, little round, like, Hokey Pokey crunchy balls in there. Like, yeah. let's go. See, I only thought that the ice cream man was the only one that sold that. Like, you know, the ice, I don't know if this is a national Australia thing, but like, like the ice cream man in his truck and you, you hear the bell and it's a man selling like different kinds of ice cream. Still sounds yeah. creepy no matter what I try to clarify it with. But yeah, it's not Mr. Whippy. It's a guy that sells like, you know, like ice blocks. Mr. Creamy. <laughs> but yeah, he had a flavor called Hokey Pokey and that was the only time I ever saw it. So I only thought it was uh, something I could get on a special occasion from the ice cream man. Mm. No, it's it's not a it's not everywhere the old Hokey Pokey, but no. some places sell it. Um, Baskin Robbins do it. They sell do the they? Hokey Pokey. Yeah, I don't know if it's like Baskin Robbins in America do it here or over there, but they do it here. Uh, they mm. also, I think streets do a tub of Hokey Pokey from uh, like Woolies and Coles and things. But yeah, Hokey Pokey, boysenberry. I'm going to avoid like the salted caramel. Like I love me some caramel. Yeah. But sort of like Hokey Pokey feels like it's the better version of, of caramel. Unless I, we're saying like and dust salted caramel tub. Like when we're talking about eating whole tubs, I smash one of the, those tubs to myself all the time. No regrets. Except later when my tummy feels sick. Third one, I don't mind a bit of chalk mint to be honest. If it's done well, oh no! I had um, I had some ice cream the other day, and it was an Aero chalk mint, and it was exactly mm. as advertised. Like it tastes like I was eating a blended up um, mint Aero, Aero bar, and it was like mwah, chef's kiss. Um, also like mango or passion fruit, like on the on the fruit styles. I like a bit of tartness with my ice cream. So when does an ice cream turn into like a sorbet? That is a question that I do not have the answers to. 
Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> had to like above my pay grade. I had to once like look up like what's the difference between ice cream and gelato because I didn't understand like why they were different. But yeah, apparently it's it's all in the process and how they get made. So, um, but yeah, I fruit frozen fruit is sorbet to me. Like once you once you once you once you have a certain percentage of fruit in there, it's not ice cream. Mm. <laughs> it's a different category. Yeah, we'll have to pivot back on that and get the actual specifics as to, yeah, where the differentiators between ice cream, sorbet, and gelato is. Mm. Because I'm very curious about that because, yeah, I don't know, I have the answers. I can't even make up something. Like, I'm assuming it's in the creation process, as you said. Maybe some have more or less milk. I don't know. Mm. I, I can't remember the full details of the gelato, but, like, I know that, like, gelato is pretty strict and you can't really change it up or else then it's not gelato anymore, so... Mm. Then it maybe then it just becomes ice cream. Maybe ice, ice cream is like the poor man's gelato. I feel like it is. Like you always spend more money on a fucking gelato for some reason. Especially if you're going to like Messina or something. It's like, oh, you want to have this? Yeah, it's seven hundred dollars for a little tub. This is a crock. I'm yeah, sorry. It is. Like, I'm happy that we got to try it because it, it, like its origin is based out of Sydney, so we sort of got in at the ground floor with it. But True. Yeah. It's very overhyped. Very much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd take a Baskin Robbins hokey pokey over a, even oh, the pistachio from Gelato Messina is fantastic. But yeah. I would take a home brand Neapolitan tub <laughs> over the fucking Messina <laughs> Gelato. If if we're talking the old uh, the old triple triple threat home brand Neapolitan yes. tub, yes, obviously chocolate vanilla strawberry. How do you rank them from from best to worst? So what's chocolate vanilla one strawberry? Then? Oh, I go the opposite direction. No! Strawberry, <laughs> strawberry, va- vanilla, strawberry chocolate. vanilla chocolate. Yeah. Ah, uh, no. In our household, between fighting between like me and my brother, it was like the chocolate would just disappear instantly. Yeah. No, I um, I had the uh, the lion's share of the strawberry because my sister and mum were the, the chocolate hunters. So they'd work from one end of the tub and I'd work from the other. And we just sort of... <laughs> Yeah, and so I'd get more strawberry because I was the only one eating the You'd strawberry. You'd get less vanilla though because the chocolate. Yeah. They'd, they'd finish off the vanilla. Yeah, and then when you get real crazy, you just stir them all together and it just becomes brown slop. So In-N-Out sells a Neapolitan shake and I didn't bother with it because I'm like, why would you? Chocolate shake exists, why bother? But uh, my husband ordered it once. He's like, oh, you, sh- you should try it. I'm like, okay, whatever. It is exactly that. It is like when you were a kid and you had the Neapolitan ice cream and for shits and giggles, you just mixed it all over together like a sludge. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what it tasted like. And I just like the first sip, I like, I nostalgia hit and I just felt like a kid again, getting in trouble for almost making a soup as we called it. <laughs> ice cream soup. God, I love a good milkshake. Me I've never too. had a Neapolitan blended milkshake, but it's yeah, they good. are. Yeah, you have a big one, and, and like the older I get, the more sensitive my tummy gets, and a big old milkshake and all that dairy can uh, not not do too well for myself, to put it uh, to put it lightly. Preach to the choir. I constantly carry like medicine on me now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at that level. I just suffer or have to run to the bathroom or something. Maybe I need to get some tums. I'm I'm getting it's not even tums. It's like it's like I don't even I don't want to say because I always mess it up, but it's a specific medicine to kind of counter the effects of like milk and dairy and you know the mm. the badness that can follow literally follow through after having it. So Ooh. Yeah. Hi everyone. Welcome to the 300th episode. (laughs) (laughs) Stick around. 
It's only going to get more interesting from here. Yeah, who knows what other bodily fluids we're going to be talking about as we make our way through here. All right, so let's let's shift gears, move away from the tasty treats that is ice cream, gelato, sorbet. Listeners, if you know, save us researching for the episode. If someone feels like breaking down the differences between those three, hit us up on them socials, slide into our messages at weare8bit, at brendan8bit, at Miss Ali Hart, or send us an email if you want to put something in long form, hello at 8bit.net, because I'd love to know the main differences. I know we could Google it, but let's see. Listeners, let us know. And then let us know which you prefer. Yeah. And your favorite flavors. Get a little bit of a bit of a impromptu poll going to see uh yeah where where the goat of uh ice cream flavors resides yeah mm. all right miss hart from this uh other top three list random generator we've gotten here thanks to the greatness that is tumblr i didn't even know tumblr was still around but shout out oh, yeah. did you have a tumblr account back in the day I did not no i didn't understand how it worked to be honest it just looks like a lot of people sharing other people's stuff and I didn't understand how you got to the base of it if you were just sharing it from somewhere else so that was yeah, the one I, one place that I didn't venture I was a I was a proud Tumblr user proud really? proud Tumblr blogger I guess you could say because that's what they were in essence it was like a blog they were page meant to be, you, could, yeah. you could share your own things or you could share other people's things you could write stuff so I had mine as like a bit of a bit of a diary where I'd like write things but then I'd post stuff and um yeah i'd be very curious i need to try and find the login yeah live journal that's the way to that's the way to compare it and then there was a lot of naughty tumblers out there There there's a lot of people that use tumblers just for uh sexy times so uh yeah i don't know if they're still around but i'm sure they're probably out there and getting lots of clicks that's for sure all right let's change the tone completely and go top three (laughs) disney movies miss hart top three disney movies this one, like, I like, I had to think about this one really strongly because I don't know if everyone knows this yet. I don't know if I've actually kind of, kind of let this out there. It's a pretty controversial to a lot of people, but I don't really like Pixar. Um, I don't really enjoy any of the Pixar movies. So any of them at all? Like, not really. Like, not even like Toy Story. Uh, like, it's fine. <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't really enjoy them that much. So, like, if a movie comes out and it's Pixar, I'm like, eh, like I'll pass. Like, okay. I, like even Up, like, the start of Up, yeah, was really sad. But for the most part, it was pretty boring for me and I just didn't enjoy <gasps> it. So, I think I, I enjoy Disney, like, animated, like, kind of drawn, I guess. So, if mm-hmm. I had to pick my top three, I think by, like, default, just from, you know, being a little girl and had these being my favorite i have to choose um little mermaid um and beauty and the beast Mm -hmm. um but then i'm gonna really throw a curveball and say my third favorite is actually hercules Ooh, okay okay so we've got three movies from like i think little mermaid was wasn't the 90s i think it might have been like 88 89 or something but the other two are early 90s so Mm. all in that same period all that same type of your hand-drawn animation style Three of the goats. I'm not going to dispute either of those or any of those. The Little Mermaid, I think, is my favorite out of the three you mentioned. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a good one. I remember going to the Disneyland ride and I got, like, emotional. <laughs> 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 I got really fucking emotional in a Disneyland ride. You just heard, under the sea. Yeah, and then you I just, just cried. Uh, lost it. Just Sebastian! <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah like i think hercules is just one of those underrated gems like mm -hmm. I, I really enjoy that from start to finish every single time and it just has a lot of that good tongue-in-cheek comedy in it like and james woods is hades like yeah, he's great in that role brilliant so those, those would have to be my three favorites so like there's a lot of ones that come close like aladdin's really really close and um yeah even mulan um uh, was great Mulan's pretty close, but like on like top three, I had that it has to be those three that I picked. Yeah, it's 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 tough because they've made, God, I think they've probably made over a hundred films in this. If we're looking at just animation and and you know the digital era of Disney, we're not talking. You know, we're going to take the the comp out here and they oh we love Star Wars or Alien or whatever oh, because yeah, they're extended, all part of Disney yeah. now. <laughs> But um, I'm, I'm going to circle back to what I mentioned to you when you said you, you hated Pixar, which still hurts my heart a little bit. I'm going to say Toy Stories in my top three for me. Uh, I adore everything about that film and the subsequent uh, sequels. I'd then also throw in The Lion King, just because as a kid, that really came out at, at the right time. That was like 94. What was that? I was eight years old. Uh, really catchy, great cast, some absolute bangers on that soundtrack. Simone and Pumbaa are still my boys. And then the third one, this is a tough one. Um, you mentioned it earlier, and I think I might narrowly go Aladdin as my third. It's good. Like, like, like it's probably in the top four. Like, if I had to pick another one, it would have been probably Aladdin. Like, a lot of fondness um, watching Aladdin growing up, quoting it, singing it, um, you know. But I just, yeah, it's, it just missed it just just but then like like you mentioned um up i adore up i think it's fantastic it didn't really resonate for you after the start fair enough that's fine i'm not gonna do the the cheeky way out because there was a lot of ghibli stuff that was done in parallel with disney like spirit yeah, away is a disney property yeah, no that's that's still down the cat like that that's if you picked star wars it's the same thing okay. like yeah that's cheating and the other one that's close to me is uh wall-e i love wall-e just that little robot just warms my heart so much Wally? and the story's great yeah oh. yeah so it's tough because there is literally dozens upon dozens of these movies that we could cherry pick from incredibles has a great style but i still don't know mm, even like the nightmare before christmas i'm such a fan of that movie as well i only watched it once and I, See, maybe I was movie, too old. I think, like, I thought you'd love and adore because it's got a lot of your favorite things in no, it. No, there's a lot of people out there that make it their entire, like, personality. And I think maybe that kind of put me off, like, ever getting yeah. into it. Even later yeah, down the line. It's a time. Like, I, um... Yeah, there's there's some people I see around the internet and stuff like that, and yeah, like Halloween, it's 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 a it's not a season or it's not a day, it's 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 a vibe, it's my lifestyle. And it's like Halloween 365. I'm like, power to you, but just settle down a little bit, please. I don't need to see Jack O' Lanterns in February. Like, just just breathe a minute, please. It's interesting though, because like, like to say that like a a day in celebration of like it's. Like, it's actually meant to be the harvest, right? It wasn't actually meant mm -hmm. to be a celebration of death. But just to kind of insinuate that your your whole life revolves around Halloween, it's like, I'm like, what are you actually saying about yourself? But, like, I get it. Like, it's the cool season, like, as in temperature. Um, 
you know, a lot of fun foods and drinks and everything kind of come around that time as well. So that's pretty cool. But you know, you, you need you need to you need to draw a hard line and separate some stuff so you can actually appreciate it when the time rolls around. You know. Yeah, it, it gets into that um, that delicate area where it's like once January first hits, you know, the the general rule is the Christmas tree must go down, right? You know, yes. you got to take all your Christmas ornaments around, uh, down, and, and all the lights off the off the house and everything where some of these Halloween fanatics it's like no these these jack-o'-lanterns and eerie skeletons and cobwebs they're up 365 so what's hilarious here is um so the whole like carving out a pumpkin thing right so the reason why like they, they have it and then they you know have it out and then they put lights in it and it's really cool and like it makes sense that you can have a something like a pumpkin out for that long because it's it's meant to be cooler and stuff but however here like in california it's still warmish um so it's really funny seeing all these deflated pumpkins <laughs> even, like, before the season's done and they look a little bit more gruesome which is pretty cool but um yeah the whole the whole having the pumpkin out kind of thing only lasts like about a week or so here before yeah. they look sad the humidity just gets those poor pumpkins and then uh yeah it adds to the look but uh the discomfort those pumpkins would be feeling would be immense. I do still plan to at least do it once. At least. It feels like a it's a part of the Be American card. Yeah, and, and America and, and Canada as well, they lean into Halloween so much. It's great. Like it's like week week long worth of festivals and partying and dress ups and I like that Australia is slowly starting to turn the wheel and embrace it a little more, but we're nowhere near to the level of, of the States. No, I, I grew up in the household of not giving out candy. And just turn the, the lights off the or just ignore light, the knocks. <laughs> light, lights off, um, sign on the door. That's fair. At least, yeah. at least they know. At least yeah. the sign's there. They can see, okay, all right, ne- on to the next one. And we're not dicks too. Like we, we write like, you know, like, sorry, we don't participate, but, you know, we hope you have a good night. Um, please stay safe and blah, blah, blah. It just doesn't say no candy, piss off or yeah, something like off. that. Get off our lawn. Get no. off your little dirty dogs. All right, Miss Hart, top three drinks. So that's that's a, a broad statement. So you uh, could go anywhere in the world with top three drinks. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have to say Mexican Coca-Cola is like definitely up there. It just every time you just, it tastes amazing. Um, it's like the crispness, like... Like I used to say, like fountain Coke was the best Coke, like from a like a fountain drink. But no, Mexican Coke is the best Coca Cola that you can have. It's just delicious. It's so smooth and it's it's got the is it cane sugar? I think that's yeah, what they have in it's, it. It's done with the cane sugar instead of like the artificial sugar that majority of Coke in the world is made from. So it just hits different. It does. Um, my second drink is going to be alcoholic, and that is a margarita. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely one of my top picks. I like always look for so um, a mug, good old mug, and I don't like I don't matter over ice blended. Don't care as long as it's good. I enjoy it. Do um, you like a good spicy margarita? No, because I'm a little bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really do spice. I'm a little bitch. Um, <laughs> they can get hot. It does. Like they 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 do it here a lot actually, and it kind of catches me off guard because instead of salting the rim, they kind of like put like that little spicy, um, what's it, taj tajin 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 spice. It's it's like mm-hmm. the little red spicy flakes that they kind of put around the rim and stuff. And um, yeah, that always throws me off because I'm always like, yeah, yeah, no. 
So, no, I, I, I don't like it when they throw a little spice in there. Actually, okay. I think it was at PAX. We had a drink and I was drinking tequila with probably Cruzy, probably. Um, and there was like a spicy, spicy like margarita or something like that. And it was just intense. And I think it kind of ruined it for me, to be honest. Like, I think it had like jalapenos in it. Um, so, no, no spicy marks. Just, yeah. No spicy marks. Sweet, okay. sweet and sour. Um, and my third drink, I'm probably going to have to really do a cop out and do two Cokes, but I love vanilla Coke. Like, I love it. But I don't drink it anymore because A, it's unaccessible, and then B, I just really shouldn't be drinking it. That's fair. That's fair. I, um,. I, I got to be in a very particular mood for a good vanilla Coke. I can appreciate the hell out of it, mm. but uh, I'm. It's going to feel feel funny following on and, and copying your answer to a degree to start with. And yeah, the old black gold for me still is one of the most delicious things you could put in your mouth, no matter where you are in the world. Coke, whether it be the the Mexican Coke with that sugarcane variant or just the old traditional Coca Cola out of a can is the is my preferred way then glass bottle um, uh, they're my two faves a, a nice cold refreshing black gold will never not hit the spot for me um going second i'm, I'm gonna give you like a, a two two a and a two b here and i'm gonna go with with two alcoholic drinks and whether it be a nice whiskey sour Okay. Uh, with with the dash of hazelnut bitters finished over the top is is my preferred for a whiskey sour, hmm. just to get a little bit of aromatic in there. And then a gin and tonic, if if I can, uh, preferably I'm a Hendrix and tonic with a bit of cucumber type of guy. Love me a G and T. Love me a G and T. Uh, can't go wrong with either of those two. Hmm. And the third, this is tough. This is tough. Like, and I can't just say a milkshake because you know that's that's very broad stroke. I think that's I? kind of valid. Just the mm. milkshake's pretty pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I said margarita, okay. and you can do that a million different ways. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I was debating saying coffee because I still do love love coffee, but then it's so many different types, and I don't really have a allegiance to one type like depending on the mood i'll have a long black i can have a cap i can have a latte yeah i can have a chai which you know isn't coffee but it still gets you a little bit of caffeine through the the chai whatever the christ it is um but yeah i'm gonna say milkshake because i love a good milkshake whether it be like a vanilla malt or a caramel are my two favorites i haven't had a malt in a long time so yummy but with milkshakes i can't sip on them like if we went to a restaurant and I had, like we ordered drinks, I had a milkshake. My milkshake would be finished with in, within probably a minute because I just oh you drink it too smash fast. Smash it down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get it. I get it. So that's the sad part, and then that probably then leads to my upset tummy. But milkshake I'm go or thick milkshake? shake? Milkshake. Thick oh. shakes can be too thick. So I no, I have to do a thick shake. Thick shake always gets priority. Love it feels them. like my jaw's going to break off because I'm like it's sucking it through and i got this pain in the back of my jaw because I can't get any sustenance. It's a labor of love. It's really like, it's one of those things where you're like, I'll, I'll buy it now and I'll drink it a little bit later. Yeah. If, yeah. if I can get it and, and like sip on it without it feeling like my jaw's going to disconnect from my skull, cool. Yeah. But when it's like a concrete almost level where you could, you know, hold it upside down and it doesn't fall out. That's too much for me. I want to be able to get my drink in my mouth without going through too much discomfort. That's fair. I guess that's fair. 
I like to work. I like to work for it. <laughs> it just tastes all the more better, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. The reward. I earned it. You did. Oh, thick shakes and concretes and milkshakes. Yeah, that drink one was a tough one. Um, but there's there's plenty of good things. Plenty I mean, I picked Coke twice, so. That's true. That's true. Also, I wonder honorable mention like um, like a boost juice or like a watermelon juice. I love me some watermelon juice. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just I mean, what's fuck the difference? Eat it. <laughs> same, same. It really is. It's just blended up watermelon, like, but it's delicious. I love it. It's so refreshing. I got some in the fridge. I'll have some after this. It's a good time. All right, let's shift gears a little bit here. It's sort of a lateral, I guess. Top three ways to treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. <sighs> the the main ones, and it's pathetic, but the one way that I treat myself it was always like a bath. Like a long ass mm-hmm. bath. Like I don't know if men like or like yeah, like I don't know if men actually enjoy baths. Like I like I don't know if you guys have to try it first to kind of experience it, but like I will legit like to really like relax, like oh, especially if it's like a rainy day out, like it's cloudy, mm-hmm. it's rainy, I will have a bath that is like frying me like a fucking lobster. And then I get that cold air from outside, hot bath, probably a good way to get sick. But anyway, and I will stay in that bath listening to music for like hours. Hours. It I'm not a person that watches um, TV, but I, I will listen to uh, music. I will just keep do listening to music. you read a book music. at all or no, is it just tunes? No. And also, who the hell brings food into a bath? That's the one that gets me. I, I don't understand people who eat in the bath. Mm. But just music and just hours just laying there listening to music i can i can appreciate a bath i was very anti-bath in my early adult years to be honest i'm like i don't see the point but then i've had a couple of good nice relaxing baths where chuck some bath salts in there oh, or yeah. some bubble bath you know whatever you just yeah, yeah bath bomb and you can you can lay there and just zone the hell out but i'm always one of those people and i guess you are too but you enjoy it where I'll run the water hot, like it's hot to the touch with your hand. You're like, that's fine. But when you put your whole body in there, it feels like it's another 20 degrees hotter and you are like, boiling yourself alive. You put your hand in there or you stand, you sit in there for a bit and like, you're like, oh, I forgot something and you get out and you can just, you can see that line where your body is like red, like literally like cooking. In <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can, I can appreciate a good bath. Yeah. I, uh. Yeah, I, I think it is. If you've got a bath in your house, like it can be very special and very uh, serene and relaxing, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Uh, number two way to treat myself, massage. Like mm-hmm. actual like, like, and I, I, I don't mean like just like, you know, simple little massage. Like I like going to like a remedial massage therapist and like getting things fixed. Like mm-hmm. um, that's, and then after a while you feel good after it. So I, I also just recommend people do it. Just go to a professional. Don't go to like some like fatty daddy spa one. Like go seek out like people who will maybe sports trained um, in sports massage and stuff like that. And they'll, they'll probably find a lot wrong with you that you didn't even know about like I did. Um, and third way to treat myself. This is a cop out, but I'm going to say it because it is literally the way I treat myself after like eating right for like the longest time. Um <laughs> Oh, this is going to sound really pathetic. I go and buy a shit ton of Maccas mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and then go to a really nice like view like like it'll be like the beach or it'll be a mountain cliff or like a mountain's edge it'll just be a beautiful view and i eat trash in beautiful locations <laughs> i like the uh the juxtaposition there yeah. of, of, of beauty and and just a bag full of mess yes. at the same time yes Yum. What's your, have you got a go-to order for McDonald's when you do these big blowouts? I think yeah. I think I feel like the stage that everyone listens would probably know it by now. But it's a large quarter pounder meal with a double cheeseburger and a chocolate um, sundae with extra chocolate fudge. Yeehaw, yeehaw. Yeah. And that view would never look better than at that moment. It's an experience. I recommend it. Just just trash with the view. It's rewarding. <laughs> trash with a view. Um, top three ways to treat myself. Uh, I, I do like to, to indulge and have a bit of a, I don't have a a nice view with, with my trash. That's for sure. But I'm still such a sucker for like a big Chinese meal, like where I know I'll order far too much Chinese, but I just want to try a few different dishes. So I like have a, a stacked plate or a stacked bowl full of everything and all the MSG to accompany that. Of course. So... So like on a Friday night or a Saturday night after a long week and, you know, usually they'll like, I'll chuck a movie on or some anime or, you know, TV show that's dropped. So I'll sort of try and synchronize a new release or something I've been looking forward to watch with a blowout of Chinese food. Got to get the prawn toast and the prawn crackers in there, of course, too. Okay, yeah. It's a sin without those. And then a nice can of Coke to accompany that with a straw <laughs> and just eat until I'm full, eat past that full level finish my bowl or my plate and then chew on some prawn crackers with the dogs and I on the couch. That's that's one of the ways I like to treat myself, a big, big comfort mm, meal. Comfort meals, yeah. Mm. Another one, probably like, and I, I do it too much at the same time, is I like to just buy random things. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you know, when I'm like, you know, yeah, I've, you I've worked hard today or for this hour or whatever it is, so I'm going to treat myself and I'll... <laughs> see a random ad on my Instagram pop up or something I've been looking for or something that just pop up on the socials in general and I'll just buy it. I've got so many random things that either I liked at the spur of the moment and have never used or touched or even acknowledged since or there's some things that still have like pride of pride of place on a shelf. So I like yeah. to treat myself in that way. And then the other way to treat myself, I like to have a big old sleep in. Like when I've had like big days or big nights or maybe it just bookends off the back of that big Chinese meal yeah and I'm like you know what no alarm put my phone to do not disturb mode and I'm just going to sleep until I wake up and then I'm going to get up irrespective of what time that is but then there's a part of me in the back of my mind on the back of this where because I got the two doggos and they're used to a routine when they want their breakfast and stuff like that so I kind of feel a little shitty but at the same time you know daddy needs his rest so uh a big old sleep in. I've got really great like blinds in the bedroom that sort of they're not quite blackout blinds, but like Which everyone it keeps the darkness in. in and the sun out, so I can sleep and wake up and not know what time it is. Good blockout shutters will also stop the heat from coming in too. Just so Ooh, you know, yes. so I recommend yes. that. That's my old lady kind of tip. Um, it's a valid tip. Very valid tip. I don't know how to sleep in. Yeah, I know you are. A riser between anywhere from like what four a.m. to six a.m. every day without that, fail. That yeah, that is a guaranteed um, waking up point between like four to six. Um, I slept until seven the other day. That was wild. Ooh. Settle down. That was wild. 
I slept through the seven. I didn't know what to do with myself. Felt like I wasted a day. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I, my brain can't comprehend it. It really cannot. Like, like, what do you mean you slept until twelve? Like, what? You, what? Yeah, Body doesn't no, need I, that, um, yeah, it's it's like when I get into those deep sleep, it's almost like turning like a kill switch, like a, a kill switch off, or like yeah. flicking the power off. Like it's like out, and I'm gone until. Yeah, whenever I need to. But then at the same time, my body has an ability where if I don't set an alarm, but like I go to bed, like thinking before I go to sleep, okay, I need to wake up. Let's say, for example, I need to wake up by nine or 9.30. My body will wake me up like at 10 to nine or, or 9.20 without fail. Like I can set like this internal body clock and it'll That's just pretty good. wake me up. That's actually pretty good. A lot of people don't have that. Yeah, so it's good and bad. So if I go to bed thinking of a certain time, even though I don't want to wake up then, I'll wake up then anyway. I've like, always been a point of calls for like, you know, if people's alarms fail them. Yeah. Like I need to be I need to be awake at six AM. Can you wake me up? Gotcha. <laughs> Easy. You're you're the one. <laughs> I'll just message you from now and I'm like, hey, I need to get up at this time. Just do the do the time zone conversions for me and harass me at that time to get I me. I need to. You're awake when I'm awake and I know you shouldn't be. Constantly yeah, telling you to true. go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I'll listen one day. One I'll day. I'll listen one day. But for now, I'm going to listen to your top three celebrity crushes, Miss Hart. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, I mean, yes. one of them isn't a mystery. I, if you don't know by now, then do you really, really know me? Um, Aubrey Plaza. Mm -hmm. Number one. Guaranteed. Um, everyone knows. That's no news. I don't know if people know about my uh, second one, which is John Hamm. I'm very familiar with your love of the ham. Yeah. He is a good looking rooster. He's just a dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and he has this great thing of like looking charming and gorgeous, but he's also very, very funny. Um, mm -hmm. I've seen him in a lot of like uh, comedy based things where it's like, like kind of like sketch, live sketch kind of stuff. Like he's been on a podcast that maybe some people know called Comedy Bang Bang. And he's just so witty and hilarious. Um, so he's my number two, but now I'm trying to think, like, who's my number three? Like, who, who sits like on the, you know, up who's to that level? <laughs> and I'm honestly just trying to think. I can't. Don't think. Like, there's a lot of people who are crushes, but I just don't know if they sit at that level. That's the tough part, isn't it? It's like there's a lot of gorgeous people in the world in a whole host of unique ways, but mm. how can you narrow the the world down to three? Yeah, I, I don't know if I should part. just say like Nicolas Cage because he just always has my heart, but um, because that's <laughs> it's fair. very on brand. I, yeah. I I thought I thought Mr. Cage would be up there at least as an honorable mention, so I'm happy that he let's, got a let's shout out. put it, let's put him up there as an honorable mention. He deserves he deserves that position. Okay, okay, this is this is tough, um, because my heart can change as the wind blows. I've realised, like I've fallen in and out of in and out of crushes and things like that very very quickly mm -hmm. i can i can uh you know get a get a lot of adoration for people very quickly and then fall out of that just as quick when i see something i don't like or hear something i don't like so this is where am i gonna go i'm gonna go i'm gonna pivot for a second here and i'm just gonna show some love to a constant that i've always talked about throughout the years and i just think he's just a dude and he's wholesome and funny and he's a good australian boy i'm gonna give some love to mr hugh jackman oh 
as yeah. a bit of a crush because he's just so talented and wholesome and just seems like a dude that you could bump into in the street and have a genuine conversation with where he's not actively looking at his watch or telling you to get fucked. Like, I think he'd just be a nice guy to have a beer with or a laugh with or a yeah. dance with because the man's got the moves. Boy, does he. Yeah, so he's a very talented son of a gun. So, so Hugh Jackman's one for me. Um, another one that's it's not well not recent. I've uh, I've been aware of her for a while, and it's this cosplayer out of America called Caitlin Christine, and she's the cutest little thing you ever did see. Um, she is cute as a button. Seems really really nice and funny and quirky. And yeah, if you don't know her, Caitlin with a C, Christine with a C. Check her out on the socials. She she's very talented, and um, in the last like twelve months, her like you know celebrity status or fame level is just going. You know she's doing really cool things, cute as hell. And the third one, depending on if you asked me this a few years ago, I probably would have said Alison Brie for sure. I was so oh, smitten yes. on Alison Brie for a good long time. Yeah. She will always own a, a little piece of my heart-based real estate. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I'm gonna maybe shift to Ana Diarmas these days. The oh. uh, the little little Spanish actress who's obviously making her way through through Hollywood now and has just done Blonde, which is the Marilyn Monroe biopic. Yeah, yeah. She's just another one. Just just cute as hell. Seems really nice. Allegedly, at least that's what the media <laughs> conveys her as. And um. Yeah, I would very much like to to take her for a margarita, spicy or otherwise, that's for sure. Oh, that's fair, that's fair. It, it is kind of funny, isn't it? Because, like, little crushes are fleeting. Like, like, there's been crushes throughout the year. There was a time I was dramatically obsessed with Kiefer Sutherland. Um, yes, the Keef. Like, he's obviously had a rough run now and he's probably not looking too good. I haven't checked. Um, but there was a time obsessed he's doing random aussie advertising now he Is was he over really? here doing like random like bank ads oh mm. you gotta get that cash hard, yeah but yeah it's it's fleeting weird obsessions still still gonna give a shout out to me being a young girl and having a crush on australian actor john john howard and if you saw him now you'd oh, be like what really? the hell hack yeah. to the rafters john howard i think that's and the guy among other things um yeah like um What's the, uh, let me just double check his name. I'm getting him right. Because um, if it's the John Howard, like it's not former Prime Minister John Howard, listeners. No, yeah, his name's John Howard. Yeah, no, yeah. that's the actor. Yeah, he's in Sea Change, I think, as well. Yeah, he was in Sea Change. Yeah, so um, he was. So the, I'm going to explain this because it's going to just keep sounding creepy if I don't explain it. Um, when I was little, he was in a TV series, an Australian TV series, um, called Girl from Tomorrow. And in that one, he was a bad guy from the future and he had like a ponytail and piercings and stuff. And for some reason, young Ali was really into it. And apparently that didn't change as she turned into a metalhead later on. Um, but John yeah. Howard was your gateway drug to the metal scene. <laughs> and it's so creepy. I love um, telling my husband, like, because he, he's in um, Mad Max. The, yeah. Um, and he plays like the really grotesque of beast one with his feet and stuff like that and I'm always like grossing out my husband being like I had a crush on that when he was younger <laughs> he was fantastic back in the day once upon a time well, yeah he's great me. in Fury Road yeah they were all great yeah. like I, I love the um the Australian actors that got to shine in that movie yeah I'm trying to think back now to like my first crushes 
And one of them was definitely Ocean Girl, that's for sure, if we're going to talk oh, about local Australian royalty. Uh, a lot of boys, royalty. yeah. Goodness gracious. And then uh, probably the other one that a lot of lot of young prepubescent boys were all about was uh, Pamela Anderson in Baywatch. CJ. Really? Yeah, that makes sense. My goodness. I had like posters on the walls and like, you know, as a young dumb kid, you're like, yeah, I'm going to move to America. I'm going to marry this girl and whatever else. And see, that never happened clearly. But uh, yeah, shout out to those two. And then Lita from the, the wrestling in the WWF I days. Lita was my girl. Lita. Lita was great. I, I, Lita was everything I wanted to be. Me too, actually. Amy Dumas. What a hell of a talent. And she's looks a great. front woman in a band. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. In the WWE Hall of Fame these days. All yeah. right, let's let's change gears because we could talk about celebrity crushes, it sounds like, from now until episode 330. Maybe we'll just bring them in periodically. Who's your crush this week? You know? <laughs> you crush crushing? updates. Who crush crushing? watch. All right. Uh, top three fruits, Miss Hart. Oh yeah, this is just, yeah. This I saw this one. I'm like, it's so random, but you know, kind of had to throw it in there, especially considering I just poo-pooed your watermelon juice. Yeah, I'm still a bit <laughs> delicate over that, but anyway, each their own. Uh, anyways, I'll do a quick run of this one: strawberries, um, blueberries, and it sounds creepy, but it's the truth: banana. Hey, bananas are mine too. I'm I'm gonna narrow the the banana lens down and say lady finger bananas. They're my favourite bananas. So love me a lady finger. Yeah, I love them. The naming is gross. Sometimes how they presented too with the delicious. wax. Oh, little wax tips, yeah. <laughs> yeah little red tips. <laughs> little red rockets. We can't escape them today and in this day. And That's age. your fault. Check Twitter. Yeah, I'm sorry. Fortnite, if you're wondering what this is about. Oh, my God. But no, Ladyfinger Bananas, definitely. Uh, strawberries, definitely as well. I'm 100%. such a sucker for strawberries. And mm, my third favorite, I do like a good raspberry or blackberry. I like a good I blackberry. Like yeah. But I'm going to go for my third. Mm, am I just going to have to go watermelon? Maybe I'm going to have to go watermelon oh, for my shit. third Oh, shit. I just one. realized I left one out that... Is a strong contender. You can add passion it in fruit. Oh, I was unsure about that too. Like, passion fruit is great, it's but risky, like for though. the size of it and the work that goes into it, it is a pain in the ass mm. to get not much out of passion fruit. Yeah, and you're highly more likely to get a really, really sour one or tart one than an actual good one. Like, so mm -hmm. yeah, I know. I'll keep. I'll leave it at fourth. Mm. And also, wanted to shout out to kiwi fruit. Love me some kiwi fruit. <laughs> Hated Don't that. love the people that eat the skins of the kiwi fruit. Oh, that yeah, is a whole other level. <laughs> but I used to hate it when um, you'd get a pavlova, and like oh, my mum would yum. make pavlova, and she would like put the passion fruit on there, strawberries, but then she put the kiwi fruit on there, and I had to flick it off and get rid of it yeah. on my serving. Shout out to Mama hate Heart. It. I would have gladly eaten that kiwi fruit. Um, also, mm. fruit discussion. What is your favorite type of apple? Oh, pink lady. There's many types of apple. Pink lady. Pink lady. I'm a Kansy guy these days. Kansy apples. It's like a red and yellowy color, but it's sort of like a red version of a Granny Smith. It's not quite as sweet, but it's got that same sort of crunch to it. You know, with a lot of red apples, it's sort of you can bite and it doesn't have a sharp like bite. No, it's more I, like a. Pfft. Yeah, Granny Smith to me always like powdery. And that's the only way I can describe it. Like you bite into it and then the texture just. Yeah, and do not enjoy that. Yeah, no. Love a good Granny Smith, but Kansy apples. They're my fave, and the doggos and I share two of those every couple of days. It's Aww. great. We all sit there, and it's all like we're all just <laughs> on, the, on the couch, all just yeah. chewing on some granny, on some candy. 
had one before I went to bed last night. All right, top three fears, Miss Hart. Top three fears. Uh, number one, scared of the dark. Um, this grim girl that wears black all the time uh, is terrified of the dark. <laughs> um, I, I know it comes from some kind of childhood trauma, but yeah, truth be told, scared of the dark. Um, I need me a nightlight. Uh, number two is uh, wide open ocean. Mm-hmm. And, and people know that from gaming. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, I the the I have this absolute fear of um, the like just open ocean and what lurks beneath. Like I think it's cool, but like when I'm put in a situation where I'm amongst it, um, I can't I can't handle it. So yeah, that's one of my one of my big fears. And the third one, I'm just gonna say it is um, the ring, um, the. The, the movie like the, the, the found movie that messed mm-hmm. me up for years and still kind of does um, I still kind of jump whenever I hear like the static noise on TV and um, I have like this horrible thing where my brain's really good at like convincing me something's there when it's not mm-hmm. and so um, matched in with the fear of darkness um, yeah my brain's good at saying hey there's someone totally right there right now and you know and then my heart goes all crazy it's a good time it sounds like a time, yeah. You've got those inbuilt multipliers where it's yes. compounding on one another and, and making it worse than what it is. Yeah, draw four. First card. Oh, yeah. I, I played Uno the other day for the first time in a long time, and there's now there's new rules for like a seven and a zero. I'm never playing Uno again because I'm sick of every time I play Uno. Some, that's not the rules. Oh, these are the rules. No, these are the rules. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you all. I'm not playing Uno because I get frustrated. Everyone has their own rules. No. Yeah, that's seven and zero rules. Like, I can't even remember how they actually worked, but like it was spinning me out and I was getting fucking smashed all the time, draw, like popping these cards. Cause I think if you like, you, you put down a zero, like everyone moved their hands like to, you know, clockwise or anti-clockwise. So the hands you had are gone. And then a seven was, what? it was a whole thing. Like there's some meta in Uno these days, Miss Hart, that just blows my little mind. I got told that you can't put a draw four on a draw four. You could in this version, that's oh, for sure. Well, I, though that was the, the table flip moment when someone told me I couldn't put a draw four and a draw four, and I'm like, that's it. I'm retiring. Yeah. Just just one set of rules, world, please. One yeah. set of Uno rules, one set of rules to rule them all. That would yeah. be nice because it is not a complicated game, but you make it complicated with these little wrinkles and caveats, and I do not like it. Yeah. Uh, top three fears for me. Um, it's funny because I'm, I'm like a... I'm a creature of solitude. I like my alone time, but then I also have a fear of being alone forever is, is yeah, one of them fair. in a way. Yeah. So like I can go days or weeks happily with just doing my own thing, not really having to socialize and whatever else. But then the thought of like, is this my life forever where it's just me and the doggos forever and I'm, you know, don't have anybody like that sort of freaks me out a little bit from time to time. That's scary. Um, not not to the level that you have but like yeah if, if i'm out in the ocean and i can't touch the ground like i like being in the water and i like the thought of yeah a megalodon existing out there sometime or yeah. whatever but like the second i can't see the bottom or can't touch the ground in open water yeah i start thinking something's gonna fucking bite me i've watched yep. enough movies and tv and read enough books and heard enough horror stories about people getting taken away or attacked 
I feel my time is coming in the water. Anytime I can't see the ground. Yeah. Uh, doesn't stop me from getting in there and I can play Sea of Thieves and things because I can well. disconnect from the game to reality. But yeah, when I'm out in the ocean and yeah, the second I can't, you know, toe tap the bottom anymore, I'm like, uh-oh, my time is coming. I'm going to lose my legs to an angry shark. And <sighs> yeah, so that gets me. And then my third one, I think like getting lost in the wilderness is one. Like okay, yeah, yeah. It's happened. It's happened a couple of times over the years because I grew up in the country yeah. and we had like a massive big nature reserve behind our house and we'd go exploring and stuff like that. And there was a few times where I um, underestimated how dark it would get mm-hmm. as a kid, and because you don't have like you no know, mobile phones weren't a thing and all that kind of stuff, I couldn't just call or message and say, "Mum, I'm lost. Come find me. Here's my pin." Yeah. You'll, you'll be able to track me down, just drop it on my location. Instead, you're just aimlessly walking your way through the darkness in, like, the bushland. And that was scary as shit for me. And then it sort of segued into, like, then a joint fear, whereas a kid, like, not anymore. But when I was a kid, I was really terrified of werewolves and wolves for some reason. I watched a few horror movies and it just, like, yeah. burnt into my brain. So combining that with getting lost out in the wilderness and hearing, like, a, a wolf's howl or something would just, you know, I'd probably just melt down. Like, it is not a good time, and that would get me. I remember as a kid, I just, like, I don't know what triggered it, but there was this, I think it was watching, um, oh, what is it? Unsolved Unsolved Mysteries. Mm-hmm. I used to have, first of all, the theme song used to scare me as a kid, but second of all, I used to have this weird fear as a kid of being abducted. Like That's, bec- that's a real fear. Yeah, like, because you, you would watch these shows where, like, a child gets abducted and you know so your brain as a kid kind of says like it's definitely a possibility it happens all the damn time on tv so yeah i always had these like fears that one day i was going to be abducted by people mm. strangers so yeah <clears throat> yeah it's interesting what can what can trigger you or sort of freak you out and the other another one that gets to me a bit too is like i've got a real fear of like letting people down oh, that's something yeah. that can really get to me <laughs> yeah. as well unnecessary or otherwise that's something that can can sort of grab me a few times all right let's let's jump into top three pet peeves what are things that grind your gears miss hart uh, there's a lot so i don't know if i really <laughs> top I 30 pet peeves <laughs> um i don't like having a designated time and no one else meeting it but that's just that's because fair. but that's because i'm a horrible stickler for i like my like my life having like pinpoints like i'm like mm-hmm. okay first i do this and then i do this and by this time i do this so when that kind of gets thrown into like a spin it just messes me up so when like someone can't match my you know like timekeeping it just it i can't i can't handle it because i know it's going to mess up my day which is fair enough. Like you're a, you're a, a creature of habit and routine. You yeah. like to have that regimented process and know what's happening in those hours when you're awake, and that's fair. Like you're you're the most punctual person I know, and that's not a negative. Like I'm not saying that in a bad way. Like because you've helped me with that as well. Because I can be a bit fast and loose with times where I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm very much like it'll get done. It's all good. Very very on a whim where where you like no we need to have this 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 I'm like thank you because i need that to keep me in line sometimes <laughs> sometimes i think i'm pretty annoying but it's good to hear that it helps sometimes um it does uh second pet peeve is people who um will eat in a food court and leave their food there for someone else to pick up 
it's always been one of my like red flags like like in early stages of dating and such like if a person like kind of like left their food there on the tray or whatever or left you know like and the, the wording is oh don't worry someone else will clean it like, not nah, you're out that's just laziness it's absolutely laziness like um, I don't know how many times and then I see it in public still and I'm just it frustrates me I'm like what is it so hard for you to just walk over and put that stuff in the bin um, yeah I just just general like mistreatment of like service staff in general mm-hmm. um, and a third pet peeve I don't know if I could just keep on getting like bitter about sort of stuff it is mostly about like then just like mistreating people so yeah, I don't really. I don't think I really have a like a defining a defining third. I think people that contradict themselves. I think people mm-hmm. that like out outrightly contradict themselves on a regular basis. Like someone who just kind of changes changes to the flow of like like what other people are doing and don't really actually stand by standard. But then they will they themselves will pressure other people about yeah. things. Yeah. So I, I hate it when people are kind of like I'm so passionate about this and then. Yeah, then they're like, then they then they switch it, or they're not as passionate about something as equally. Yeah, that that kind of thing kind of frustrates me. I'm like, you're either passionate about it or you're not. Like, like you can't be like, yes, but you know, don't 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 tell people how to live if you're not going to stick by that standard too. So exactly, yeah, it's that whole do what I say, not what I do type of mentality, which can really piss me off. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like, it's not in my top three, but I'm very much with you on the you're not putting your food away like when you get those people like oh someone gets paid to do that don't worry and yeah you just leave your mess there in those food courts or in a restaurant like yeah that's shitty and the same with me with trolleys if you do you know you do your shop oh, putting your trolley bag yeah yeah and they're like no nah, we'll just fucking throw it right there beside another car that's probably going to get scratched or dinged because of this and it's like the trolley bay it might be 100 meters away or whatever just fucking take it there it takes you two seconds just do it like yeah, you Put walked here. You walked around the entire shopping mall with that thing. Oh god, American, sorry. Um you yeah, you, you did all that walking. You can just do that little walk to get rid of it. It's like put it back where it mm-hmm. belongs. Yeah. Yep. So I'm I'm with you on those. It's just common courtesy. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, my my first one would be just people that are just rude in general, like unnecessarily nasty, like they let their opinion be known and even if and it's mostly just malicious or catty or like just those little subtle jabs like you don't have to be prickly in an asshole for the sake of it like you can't make that your your dna that can't be your defining feature but there's people out there like that that are just unnecessarily rude and it ties into weight staff and hospitality staff yeah. and, and just people that just don't respect other people really gets to me um another pet peeve is people that walk around with their phone on speakerphone oh. and hold it out in front of them having conversations because yes. they fear they're going to get cancer through their ear hole by having it up against their face but instead they're you know whether it be in a public place a public transport they're on the phone like yeah no i'm there yeah we'll be home there and you can hear the other conversation coming from the other way like those people fuck off and people that is so annoying people who like especially on public transit like that have their music playing loud because they don't have headphones mm. fuck off yeah fuck those people those people in the bin get out of here Please. There's a problem here where um, hiking, people have like little portable speakers and they'll just be blasting their music 
while you're hiking and some people are there just to get some air not not to like you know hear the sounds of fucking the city and you just want to just relax and now you have to hear some asshole's terrible taste in music and just blasting it it's really yeah. annoying so disrespectful you're just up there trying to eat trash and enjoy a view exactly. and you got bloody <laughs> music blaring as they walk past you like how rude let me how eat rude. my sunday in peace yeah you see this chocolate at the bottom that's my chocolate you shut up with your shit music and my third pet peeve mm, I'm, I'm gonna go with like driving etiquette here people that oh. don't indicate blinker? off or give you like courtesy wave or blinker or you know like when you know, you know when the lane's ending and you could just all take a second and give the adequate space and merging would happen easily but instead you get those wankers like no we're going to drive right up to the very end those people in the bin as well you rude inconsiderate dicks because you're the ones that create then this this traffic jam and this bottleneck and slow the flow and just ruin my driving day yeah Uh, there's a lot of road things like people over here cannot drive Um, (laughs) guaranteed I thought Sydney was bad but nope (laughs) <laughs> all right miss hart top three songs of this month yeah i i actually thought that i, I i'm very music inclined i, I love mm-hmm. my music i feel like we're probably going to have the same one because i did see you share it um so i'm probably going to get this one out of the way but abc by polyphia that song is a banger yeah like um that like that one has definitely been like on my like rotation it's just so it's like I've loved Polyphia. I love like how um, I just like how like chill their tunes are and extremely how talented Tim is as well and the rest of the band. But like this track is just completely out there where they've got this cutesy like like little like poppiness into it and it just works perfectly. And I've actually been kind of like gauging how the metal scene has been accepting this change and a lot of them are really enjoying it. And like there's mm. been a few shitty fucking kids that. Or people that kind of like, oh, what is this, you know? But um, I just think it was really, really well done. Um, very, very creative, very fun, very talented. And um, yeah, like I've, I've been playing this one on repeat quite a lot. It's a banger. And yeah, like the Polyphia Sophia Black collaboration here, like it is such a unique little song. And she even like manages to sing the entire alphabet in this song two or three times, and it still it doesn't break the flow or ruin the track. Like it is just. Mm. I don't know how many times I try to sing along, and then I get to, um, I get to that bit, and I'm just like, I can see. But yeah, um, I recommend it to anyone that's um, out there. Polyphia, ABC. Uh, yeah. Second one, I hate admitting this. But it's called Tekit, T-E-K-I-T, and it's mm. by a band called Cafun, C-A-F-U-N-E. And the, the reason why is because on Instagram, it's, it's people on TikTok, and it's this really sweet song about, like, watching the moon and letting it run your mood and stuff like that. But it's such a cute song, and the reason why it really grabbed me is the music video has this cute little anime-inspired animated um, video to it. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, that one's kind of been on repeat a little bit too. Um, yeah, so. 
tech. I'll have to check that one out. I haven't heard that one before, so yeah. that'll be on my list. Kind of, kind of boppy, kind of cute. And the last one, I always go back and um, listen to Mariana and the Diamonds. I don't know if you know them, but I don't know her. But um, yeah, I've been listening to uh, Are You Satisfied, which is always a fun little bit too. So um, okay. plus a whole bunch of metal, a whole bunch of metal. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know that's kind of expected. Yeah, I'll, I'll honorable mention yeah ABC for sure. That song just came out of nowhere for me. Um, and, and it's an absolute banger. It slaps. Uh, another one that I've been jamming a lot lately is a song called Shameless by a pop punk band called We We Were Sharks. It's just we got a great sharks? beat, great little hook. And yeah, the, the band name, phenomenal. Um, really, really enjoying that one. Funeral Grey by Waterparks is another sort of pop punky emo song I've been, been jamming an absolute bucket load of. Um, and then there's a song, and it's funny, and I still play it. Well, as I literally just play it, because I'm looking at my Spotify just to see my yeah, last yeah, play I had to for refreshes. Check, yeah. And there's a song by Goose House, and it's actually the theme song from Your Lie in April, that anime that I talked about uh, probably a month or so ago now. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And obviously, I can't speak a lick of Japanese, so I don't know what the fuck they're singing about. But this song, I play it all the time in my in my playlist, and it just sort of makes me feel all these emotions just due to the connection with the anime. And... <laughs> It's got a really great beat and, you know, they're a very talented band. Are they, what are they singing about? I don't know, but I can only imagine it's great because it makes me bop along and feel the highs and the lows knowing of how the story plays out in Your Lie in April and it's really great. And the other song that I wanted to mention um, is a song called Thrash Metal Cassette by a band called Dinosaur Pileup. And it's sort of like this... These names. <laughs> rusty... Oh, they're fantastic. Like, they're all very on brand, but they're fantastic. It's just like this crunchy dungy like dirty punk hardcore band you'd see at some rundown pub yeah and yeah. it's just like mm. and one more that i only just discovered a couple of days ago was um like off the new release by a band called for the fallen dreams which is like a uh metally hardcore band from the states that uh been around for a long time and they've just released a song called reanimate and it is just angry and punchy and catchy at the same time and i was I had that in my headphones when i went to um did my iga shop yes yesterday or the day before mm-hmm. and i was just blaring this thing on repeat through my little my little bluetooth buddies in in iga having a great time i never shopped so aggressively before i don't think because of that song What's it gonna throw? So I'm gonna throw a, a weird curveball as well one that i've been listening to only because you said a few i'm gonna say bobby Ka- um caldwell uh, mm-hmm. What You Won't Do For Love. It's an old school song, but it's a classic, so I just thought I'd throw it in Okay, I'll, I'll check that one out on my rotation as well. All right, so moving on, we've got five more top threes here to weave through, and the next one's going to be your top three villains. Mm. Top three villains. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't say a video game one, can I? Um, I guess you could. One of mine's going to be a video game one. Oh, really? Yeah, because I'm struggling to think of three that stand out outside of that but we could we could park the top maybe the video game one can be an honorable mention I don't fair know. enough fair enough um i'm gonna give hades a mention because i just mentioned him before um mm-hmm. and technically i'm also gonna say scar as well because he has one of the best um disney songs for a villain um mm-hmm. so like so scar um hades and then i'm trying to think of like a third villain um that like um that like isn't a video game villain. Um, 
but I don't think I'm going to get it, so I'm just going to say Vast from Far Cry 3 is still one of my favorite <laughs> villains. Um, there's like a lot out there. I guess I could say the girl from The Ring. Would, would you classify her as a villain? She messes people yeah, like, up. I guess. Like, you know, is she villainous by choice? Like, that's the I thing. Mean, she's, like, I mean, hang on a second. If a Batman has told us anything, all the villains are, you know, not really by choice. They kind of get there by circumstance and, you know, yeah. disarray of how they've been treated, most of them. So, I mean, by that... Oh, could you imagine the chick from the ring versing Batman? That would be a sight to behold. I think Batman would die, right? I mean, because... I don't know if I classify Bane as like like he is a villain, but I don't see. Him. <laughs> I you sympathize. Love You've got the blinders I, on for Bane. Yeah, because Bane is technically my number one, but like I just don't see him as I I see don't see him as a bad guy like as a in a villainous sense. Anyway, yeah, I neither see, do I. But I think that's a sign of a good villain. Yeah, I guess he's t- technically a DC villain, so I guess Bane is my number one, but. And then, then, then the scarecrow. So I don't know. Yeah, like I'd, I'd throw some love towards like if we're just looking at from a cinema perspective, I'd definitely throw some love towards like Killmonger from Black Panther because he's a villain. Anytime there's a villain that you can sort of root for in a way, I yeah. love that type of villain. Like when you can get behind their morals and justification as to why they're doing all this bad shit. That's that's the perfect villain for me. So I wanted to want to shout out to to Killmonger. Um, yeah. Like this, this might be divisive in a way, but I'm gonna say Walter White from Breaking Bad. See, yeah, he's one of my favorite villains. Like he's, he treads both lines. Like he goes into villainy due to his living situation and his lack of time. But he's a bad motherfucker, and he does a lot of horrible things. So he I'm does. gonna classify him does. as a villain. I think a lot of people, after watching it like recently, I think a lot of people kind of forget the really shitty stuff that he does. Um, yeah, I guess because like you always see villain, and to me it's just I mean like dead set horrible. So I guess that's why my blinders go on for like DC bad guys. Mm. Yeah, and the other villain, this is tough. I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm coin tossing here between like Hannibal Lecter, who mm-hmm. I love, who also has some endearing qualities to him, yeah. which is you know my my checkbox, and I'm gonna go. Can't remember how you say his surname, but the guy that Javier Bardem played in No Country for Old Men, Anton. Oh yeah, yeah. Anton Chigurh or whatever oh, his name God, is, or Chigurh, yeah. with that horrible haircut and that bolt gun but that he's fucking so finishing scary. people off with. So scary. Yeah, he's great because he's he's like a video game villain in a way where you know he doesn't say much, but he just cannot be stopped. He's like Nemesis or. No, Mr. X in Resident Evil that is constantly just coming at you, coming at you, coming at you, coming at you. And I love him. But there's like a terrifying element to his character in the sense that you can see him, you can apply him to reality, like almost like a serial killer, right? Like you're like, that guy mm-hmm. could exist. So I think that's always what makes um, certain villains like that just even more scarier when you can say that person can exist. That person exactly. could be just, you know, down the street, you know? Like, that's why when it's comic yeah. book villains and all that sort of stuff, you're kind of like, yeah, they're, they're, they're bad, but come on. Yeah, it's um, it's funny. I started watching the um, the Jeffrey Dar- the new Jeffrey Dahmer show on Netflix yesterday. I think I know which one you're talking about, yeah. It's got... I'm forgetting his name. He, he plays, plays Quicksilver in X-Men. He plays... Obviously, he's the he's the dude who's like Ryan Murphy's muse in every American horror story season. Evan Evan something or other. He plays Jeffrey Dahmer, 
And yeah, it's interesting talking about those people that can live just down the street and just hearing the story of, I guess, how Dharma came to be and the fucking atrocities that he did. It's, yeah. It's really cool, like, but it is very Ryan Murphy-ish. Like, if you're thinking current day American horror story, like, he peaked in, I think, American Horror Story season one or two, and then from then it's just been very average, in my opinion. And this feels Yeah, American Horror average. Story's done a bit rough, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you just never know who's living down the street, as ominous as that sounds. But, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of good villains. Uh, definitely a lot of good villains, because I wanted to honourable mention, like, Wesker from Resident Evil, who is just the eternal foil and cannot die until you punch him into a volcano and then he finally dies i mean we we can just agree though when it comes to like a lot of things the villains are always more interesting than the heroes oh 110 percent 110 percent the the baddies especially when you can root for the baddies it makes yeah. it even better exactly all right the next question miss hart top three cities you want to visit or see i only have one i i need to go to tokyo that's that's just mm-hmm. it's been on the list for a while now. Everywhere else, yeah, I could go, but like the just the main one has always been like Tokyo and just I guess different areas of Japan. It's it's on the list. It's been on the list for a while, and one day I'll get there. Well, I'm going in March, April, sometime. So oh. uh, you're Mr. P. Come on over. <laughs> haven't planned anything, haven't bought anything, but that's the plan. I'm going next year. Fair enough. Hopefully, unless the COVID stuff settles down, because. Japan right now is rampant with COVID numbers, so Ooh, yeah, okay. need to see how that all goes. So yeah, Japan is on my list. Uh, I'd also like to see, you know, cities or countries, you know, in that Norway, Iceland area, like that whole sort of Viking area of, of, of Europe. So I'd love to to explore there. Also want to see Pompeii. I'd really, really like to go to Pompeii. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other city, it's, it's tough because I've been fortunate to do a, a a good little chunk of travel over the years but uh, I'm still yet to do Amsterdam as well so I really want to do Amsterdam I thought you've been I don't know why I thought you had been no I should have because I was in Germany for work for a while and did a little bit of like globe trotting from Germany on the weekends but yeah, yeah sadly Amsterdam was not on the list but uh it will be eventually yeah you'll get there yeah yeah all right top three dream jobs Miss Hart top three dream jobs so for as long as I can remember, I always want to be a gangster. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I always, like, even at a young age, I always wanted to direct music videos. I don't know why. I just love, like, love the idea of that so much. And I think Xanadu probably had a good part in that. But uh. I always just wanted to make music videos, just stories with music and all that sort of stuff. Um, or maybe being responsible for creating soundtracks for movies, maybe. Um mm-hmm. I just I love that sort of stuff. I think like like Edgar Wright just always nails it when it comes to uh, matching up music to like set pieces and stuff. So that's always been one of my dream jobs. Second one probably a little bit out of the ordinary. Maybe you guys wouldn't have expected, but um, write write a book. I've um, okay. yeah I, I've always wanted to like write write some stories and stuff like that. That's always been like a dream job. Uh, probably a little bit more attainable than <laughs> making music videos, although. Um, and then the last one is being um, to to make a video game. I think we all mm-hmm. in the kind of gaming space probably have always wanted that. But luckily for us, being a uh, <laughs> more in the know of how the gaming industry has been, it's the the the, the harsh reality is kind of set in <laughs> on uh, yeah. everything yeah. involved with that. So that one's a little bit more of a dream than anything. 
Yeah, it's it's sort of a double-edged sword, isn't it? It's like, because all these tools and resources are at our fingertips, like gaming in a way, it's probably more accessible than it's ever been to make one, but all the politics and the drama that come with it probably seems to be as rampant as it ever has at the same time. So it's like, do you, uh, do you invest? Do you study? Do you try and self-learn? It's something, it's, it's an honorable mention for me. I'd love to have a little indie studio dabbling and, and releasing things or even just being like a publishing arm for indie studios yeah, and other games. I could games. see you doing that. Yeah, that could be fun. Um, one of the ones that I've always loved, and I guess I sort of dotted line kind of do it in a way indirectly with the podcasting thing is I always wanted to like work on the radio. I've always wanted yeah. to like be like a, a disc jockey as they used to call them. Do they still call them <laughs> that? I don't know. Uh, but I think that would be really fun. <laughs> I thought I wanted that too when I, but then I found out that they actually don't get to pick the music that they play. So yeah, I went, well yeah. then that's that's the part that I wanted. <laughs> Unless you can just get on like independent radio oh, yeah. and, and have your own They're little dedicated best. hour or two. They're the best. You find the ones yeah. that are playing like metal all the time, and you try to keep them set at that station. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, now that'd be that'd be fun in getting into the radio world. And then the other one, um, I still would very much like to try and turn this eight-bit machine into something living and breathing and self-sustaining for all ourselves. Where if we could just do this full time and make podcasts and content and just have fun and enjoy ourselves and not have to worry about working nine to fives and, and studying and everything else, that would be phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Will that ever happen? Who knows? But that would be awesome where we could have, whether it be now, obviously, because you're, you're in one part of the world. We're global. in the other part. Yeah, we're global. We can have multiple offices, but like being able to have one common place to come together and, and just make content that we enjoy and that people enjoy consuming would be awesome. Yeah. Um, but outside of that too, uh, weirdly enough, I think I'd really enjoy being like a school teacher is another one. That's... That is like one of the most hardest working jobs. Like not obviously there's like a ton, but I think people kind of misunderstand like what goes into being a teacher and yeah. what they put up with. Yeah. So. yeah. I think I'd, I'd sort of cap it at like primary school. I'd want to be dealing with the younger kids. I wouldn't be dealing with the old fucking yeah. teens. I mean, I, I know little bits of details of what you were like in high school. And I also know how I was like in high school and I know everyone I was friends with in high school. I would not want to teach high school kids. <laughs> no way. No exactly. Way. Exactly. So that could be fun too. I'm going to avoid all the tropes of policeman, spaceman and all that kind of stuff. That'd be policeman. Definitely not. Police would be a horrible fucking job to do. I never understood why girls always wanted to be vets. I want to be a vet because I love animals. You are putting animals down all the time. Yeah, Never it'd be understood a tough that. Job. It would Very break tough job. my heart constantly. Yeah. No way. Yeah, like it'd be endearing when you save them lives, but more often than not, Doing yeah, little you're... checkups, you know. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, or working at a zoo would be fun. Being like the, I don't know, like I don't know, like a Australia Zoo esque type of thing, or I can't remember the, the one I follow. I think it's just like prehistoric rex, rex, um reptile park in america where it's like this father and daughter run this thing Mm. they do all the great instagram stories like working there and feeding little crocodiles and playing with snakes and all that every day that'd be fucking cool (laughs) there is a reptile park up in um north that's true yeah yes north of sydney yeah north of sydney yeah Mm. 
Yeah, it's it's actually not too bad there. I've it's been not, there. They have a Galapagos turtles. Mm. And they've got random giant dinosaur statues outside of the place, like as you're driving towards there. I think that's still there, yeah. Yeah, good times. <laughs> All right, Miss Hart, what are top what are the top three items that you cannot leave the house without? Phone, sometimes shoes, and uh, a form of like perfume, just in case I stink. I can leave the house with barely anything, and I'll be set. I I yeah. I'm not like one of those people that get crazy, um, but like like honestly, shoes are even like a you know optional. <laughs> optional. <laughs> like if, if society accepted it a little bit more, I'd be you know, I'd be down for the no shoes. But yeah, no, just just some simple stuff. I just you know just make sure I have my point of contact. I guess my I guess money. But yeah, and then just my constant fear of smelling terrible. So making sure I have something that makes myself smell good. So yeah, well you stole. You stole just about all of my answers. Yeah, I was going to say a spray of Sauvage by Dior. That's that's my signature scent. I can't not leave the house without a, a bit of a spritz of that. Um, yeah, apart from like the phone wallet keys, you know, the three pocket tap before you leave the house. Dun, 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 they're all there. Great. Um, depending on the time of day, sunglasses are also great to have. Uh, if you're leaving morning into you know, afternoon. <laughs> right, in that glare. Yeah, because it can be a lot, especially if you're outside. Uh, my, my eyes, I guess, they're getting a little bit more delicate as the years go by. And having those polarized lenses there to offset some of those UV rays melting my corneas away is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, yeah, like like if I've, like clean underwear is nice. That's, that's something I'd prefer to... Uh, I like <laughs> that it's nice. It's not a necessity. It's just nice. <laughs> It's good to have. Good to have. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of it. Like, oh, and I like a bit of gum. If I'm in the car, always have a piece of gum when I first jump into the car. Yeah, gum I melts a lot over here. <laughs> Just in this melting pot furnace of a city. This is constantly warm. I don't know how to explain it. I know you. I know Australia, guys. Okay, I've lived there, but like for some weird reason, a lot of things melt over here. <laughs> It feels like it's Queensland-esque weather up it there is. where it's, it's just always It's more hot consistently warm. Like, yeah. we're lucky, though. I don't have to put up with horrible winter, so it's nice. I do like a good winter. All right. The next one, Miss Hart, that I know you, you threw this one in as a, as a little bit of a thanks to me. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you showing me some love here. Top three animes, Miss Hart. What's your top three anime? Um, I'm always going to give a love to, I guess, kind of my first. No, it wouldn't be my first. But like Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040. Watching mm-hmm. it back, it's not great. There's a lot of repetition of sound, but I have a, like a nice time capsule of being in high school and staying up till like 2 a.m. and then like eating junk food and then watching Bubblegum Crisis on SBS um, late at night. Late so, at some yeah, ungodly hour, yeah. yeah. So um, I, that always has like a really fun memory for me. Um, and then Excel Saga. Um, I will always love Excel Saga. It's just stupid, wacky, making like fun of like anime tropes and all that sort of stuff. A little bit risque at times, um, but I always love it. And um, I, I, I guess I have to give a shout out to Sailor Moon because it, that was technically my first um, on uh, on Agro's Cartoon Connection. Yes, Agro coming in clutch. Mm-hmm. And I guess like you think of those those shows we watched as kids aggros and cheese tv like cheese tv was the gateway to a lot of us for pokemon dragon ball another big anime and dragon ball yep 
which you know drags on really, really, really badly. But uh, I mean, you know, we can shoot people now in Fortnite. Yeah, it's still so character. weird. On that topic, uh, Goku skin in Dragon Ball, like. Okay, I'll, I'll add this in as a, as a bonus top three after this, actually. So I'll park that and we'll circle back. Uh, top three animes. I'm going to go with Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. So oh. the second film in the Vampire Hunter yeah. D universe. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal storytelling. Great animation for early 90s. The originally was done in, I think, the mid-80s, and it's still fine for what it is, but it doesn't really hold up as well. Uh, Ninja Scroll was the the anime outside of talking uh, Pokemon and Sailor Moon and stuff we watched as a kid. Ninja Scroll was sort of the gateway anime for me. I watched that late night on SBS when I stayed at my grandma's house watching it with my uncle. And I'm like, what is this cartoon that is hyper-violent and there's demons and sex and nudity and all this stuff in a cartoon i'm like what is this i love it not to be mixed with ninja resurrection oh yeah the like the the sort of almost telly movies they did after that were just woeful i thought i was watching ninja scroll i got it wrong and then the fucking movie thing starts with a man chopping off a finger going up a lady's hoo-ha and as a kid i'm like what's going on yeah, there's some scenes in, in Ninja Scroll and then, yeah, the little offshoots they've done where, yeah, depending on how old you were when you witnessed these, they were yeah, mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah, so Ninja Scroll is also one I wanted to show some love to. But then the third, this is tough because there's a lot of stuff I've watched in the last 12 months which I absolutely adore and obsess over. Like, I'm going to avoid Akira and... Bubblegum Crisis, Neon Genesis, all that stuff. I fucking you know that's on a pedestal yeah. to itself as well. But hmm, where am I going to go with a third here? Like you'll lie in April, maybe just because it hit me so much in the feels. I know I've mentioned that earlier uh, in the pod, but just the way that made me feel. Demon Slayer's quickly climbing its way up those charts. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, Spy Family, I absolutely adore. My dress up, darling. I adore. There's so many things out that are still just current at the moment that are syndicated. And yeah, there's like even like Rent a Girlfriend, I find myself loving more and more. Horrible name, I know. But it's so so endearing in its weird, unique way. Konosuba, Bofuri, I don't know. But I'm going to go with those two as the definites. And then can I just say three is probably like 20 parts of my top three for for the third option there. I'm going to cheat. Yeah, well, you, you kept on blurring on. So I'm also going to say FLCL and uh, Azumongo Dayo as well. Ooh. thought you were going to go Saint Seiya. Saint Seiya has only been introduced to me for my husband. It is great. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's, it's, it's, I'm still learning about it and getting into it. It is great. I recommend it. Um, really good um, intro. But um, yeah, it's still kind of fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Killer Kill and Hunter Hunter. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And honorable mention to Cyberpunk Edge Runners, by the way. You haven't watched it yet. I've watched it a bit, but it looks good. Great. I, like I've accidentally watched a bit, so it's so good. It's so good, and it's just, just like the world is because the concurrent player base of Cyberpunk 2077 is creeping day on day. I want to go back and play more of it. We're talking about games. We got to the end. Oh no! Oh no! And oh Okay, yeah. My top three. I remember what it was. Top three most hated skins in Fortnite. I know we're talking games again, <laughs> but you when you mention the Goku skin, now, you? <laughs> we lied. We lied. 
Uh, I'm going to jump in first and say John Wick, mm-hmm. Master Chief, and Goku are my three most hated skins. Like, not as in I love the characters in the world, but when people are typically running those skins, they're these fucking sweaty, kill and dogs that I cannot stand. So anytime there's a John Wick, a Master Chief, or a Goku, my blood immediately starts boiling before the fights even began. <sighs> I don't... Go- Goku, I agree. For some reason, the, the Goku ones kind of get on my nerves a little bit. Um, I'm also going to say default skin. And when I get oh, killed yep. by a it's default, fair. I don't know why. It just gets me just that little bit more. Um, I'm thinking about a third. I don't, I don't know. I don't, it's it's less about the skins and about what they do when you they kill you. You know, like yes. the, em- the emo choice. Yeah, that's what gets to me. That grinds my gears. No, if you if you did a good kill, like if you killed me really well, emote away, emote away. But like if you were like a fourth party or you got the last shot or you were hiding in a dumpster, don't. No, you didn't earn that emote. You didn't earn that. So that's fair. Jog on. Yeah, if they do the like the donkey laugh emote oh, after they kill you, one. or the L to the forehead. Yeah, they're the two. That, like my blood was already boiling. If that's like a John Wick and he donkey laughs on me, I'll find that person in real life and kick him in the nuts. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> yeah, that's, grown adults we are. Uh, but yeah, those these are these are also <laughs> things that annoy us in a video game. <laughs> yeah, they weave into pet peeves. Yeah, Miss Art, do you do you have a bonus top three you want to throw unexpectedly here, no, or what do you reckon? I don't. I actually don't. I think we really covered some very interesting stuff, and I hope everyone out there enjoyed learning a little bit more about us and kind of different er- avenues and areas. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something something unlike the mainline show. Like I know we do sort of jump and go tangential in the show a lot and segue like no one's business into various topics unrelated to the task at hand often but yeah we thought we'd have a bit of fun with this because yeah it's, it's a bit of a light-hearted episode it's a bit of a milestone and a bit of a monumental occasion here with 300 so i thought yeah, yeah let's 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 get off the beaten track more than we do already but uh we wouldn't be here without those listeners that have been tuning in from episode one all the way to 300 and beyond. So exactly. I just wanted to shout out some love to y'all for, for tuning in, rating, reviewing, jumping and interacting with us on the socials and in our discord, bumping into us and discussing stuff with us at various conventions and in the streets and all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, we say it on the podcast. It's not just a throwaway line. Like it helps keep those emotional lights on in our hearts. And without you guys, we'd just be couple of fools talking into a microphone about how much we hate uh, John Wick dropping tea bags on us after he's shot us from a bush because yeah. he's a dirtbag piece of shit <laughs> I'm not upset or frustrated at all when that happens Miss no. No. <laughs> Hart anything else you want to say before we uh, close this down for another no just um, essentially like what you said thank you to everyone that has listened that keeps listening that you know gives us like you know a little shout out on social media or even comes and hang out with us in the discord sometimes it's just it's really great chatting with you all and like getting to know you as well and um yeah just thanks for everything guys i truly appreciate it here's to 300 more Ooh, 600 episodes that would be quite the quite the effort but yeah it's funny because it's sort of we're like some of the elder statesmen in the in the au or, or broader like uh, gaming podcast scene these days a lot of our peers and friends have 
moved on or, or shut down their shows. But you know what? Uh, THG cannot be stopped, it seems. We are <laughs> going on. We are immortal. The only thing that might slow us down is a big intake of milkshake through that dairy. But other than that, we're going to keep on keeping on and having a good time. Um, if you wanted to also win yourself some stuff and, and, and upgrade your audio-based good time, we are running a giveaway still. If you jump onto our socials, to give yourselves the chance to win um, an M50X BT2 wireless headset in that deep sea limited colorway, mm. courtesy of our friends over at Audio Technica who make the best audio equipment in the game. So, uh, yeah, check out the socials for ways to enter. I think there's 10 potential ways to get entries into there. It's simple as, you know, acknowledging that tweet, connecting with us on other social platforms, following Audio Technica. Really simple. Take you probably 60 seconds to, to get in to win yourself a, a set of headphones and then a little 8-bit swag pack on the top of that. So, collectively, probably, you know, four to 500 bucks worth of kit for just... Uh, Know, showing some love and, and sharing some things around so get in on that be sure to rate review subscribe us and all the other podcasts you listen to on the regular on your podcast player of choice we're talking apple Podcasts, spotify Podchaser, stitcher whatever you consume in your pods chuck those ratings and reviews on there because yeah they mean the world to us they help us track they keep people trending in them charts and just uh you know it's just a good thing to do you just gotta pay it forward doesn't cost no time to take well, it takes a little bit of time, but it certainly doesn't cost no money. But if you want to spend some money, shopapri.net is our merch store. The best merchandise in the biz today. So shopapri.net. But Miss Hart, anything else you want to say before we shut this sucker down for another week? Yeah, let's go get some milkshakes and uh, regret it the next day. Oh, yes. My life can be one constant regret with all these milkshakes and other things. But let's go. <laughs> all right, 8-Bit Nation. Thanks again for stopping on by. We love y'all. But until next time, 8-Bit Nation. Much love. And stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. So when do we tell them that this is the last episode? Oh, oh, we're still recording? I guess we should right now. Yeah, so uh, 8-Bit Nation, if you never hear from us again, thanks for uh, listening. We love you all and uh, stay safe.